Okay, let's do Piaf, Rocha, Ches, and Tess, we're going to do. Okay, the Machabra says, Devash, Devarin, Mutter. Honey from bees is Mutter. Va'afal pi, Shegufi, Hetvarin, Mutter. But even though there are bee parts mixed into it, Ucha, Mashfishim, Hetvash, Mehem. And when you want to remove the honey from those parts, Machamim, Asichon, Asay, Mohem. You heat up the honey so that it could uh, liquefy it, and it could go through a filter, so you can filter out those bee parts. Mutter, it's still mutter anyhow, even though there's a bleed going from those bee parts into the honey, we shouldn't have this in the Hamafgam. The bee parts are in the Hamafgam into the honey, um, so it's mutter. Um, this din is almost an exact copy of the din in Peidalad. Peidalad, Halachid Gimel, is almost an exact copy of this din. When we were there, we spoke about two things, I'll just remind you. Two things. First is, Taisa says that bee legs are considered to be atzamas, and they're not asr, and therefore bee legs. Don't, would not be in a shayon. So that's what the Mechabah says on purpose. Gufate for him, be parts, like uh, other parts of the bee's body would be in there, but not be legs, because be legs are not also. Uh, and secondly, <coughs> and we spoke about then, um, why isn't it bitles chadchila, excuse me, to warm up the honey and get the bleeds into it? Um, so it's one of the places where the din says um, uh, that and we had a diyundi about that whole din about Enkarnasalvatos, we spoke about that. It was very near actually to the next din in, in Peidal about broccoli kohl. That was Peidal, that was Yudal. We spoke about this in Yudgim of both these. Okay, we'll go on um, to round out the whole din, which is Halachates, Dvash Tzirin Vigizin, honey from these different other kinds of insects. We'll a little bit talk about that in a second, what they are. Um, it says in parentheses, Mine Tvarin Vitzirinim, Motor Der Motor Teitos, Vyesh Misha Oyser. Um, but some people say that it's Asr, and the Ramah says, mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about whether they're Mutter Asr, we don't have these kind of things around here, we got lots of bees, but we don't know, we don't have any of these other things, so it's not gay whether they're Mutter Asr, we don't have them anyhow. Okay, so the first thing we talk about is honey itself, okay, so first if I can explain to you a little bit about one here, is just the technicalities of it, and again to the din, um, that is, honey is, is I'm sorry, there's, there's something called sucrose, sucrose is a disaccharide, it has two, sh- two sugar-type molecules connected to each other. One is a glucose and one is a fructose. Okay, sugars, there's a bunch of different ways they can be set up. So a glucose and a, and a fructose together is called sucrose. Okay, and nectar made by flowers is a, is a sucrose. It is a sucrose. It's this disaccharide. Okay, bees uh, collect the nectar. They put it into their body, okay, um, and when they, when they come to their hive, they spit it out. But while, when they spit it out, they don't just spit it back out by itself. Some of their saliva gets mixed in, and their, their saliva has two enzymes in it. One's called infertase, we call it, and one's called glucose oxidase. Okay? I'll tell you about that in a second. So what they do is, after they plop it into the hive, it comes out com- almost exactly as it went in. Almost exactly the same way, except it has the saliva mixed into it. Does it hold it in their mouth? In, I think they have a special sac that they hold it in. in their mouth. They hold it in, and then they spit it back out. When they put it into the hive, some bees fan it with their wings which helps dry it out, okay, it helps remove moisture, and at the same time, at the same time, these two enzymes are doing two different jobs on the bees, on the honey. One enzyme breaks apart the glucose and the fructose, okay, so instead of it being sucrose, which is a disaccharide, now it's two individual sugar molecules, it breaks it apart, and one of the enzymes takes the glucose and turns it into, turns it into gluconic acid, okay, makes it from glucose into gluconic acid, okay. The combination of there being very little moisture, because the bees fanned it dry, 
and it being more acidic because it has glutonic acid instead of glucose means that it doesn't spoil. Microorganisms don't like to live in that, such an environment, and therefore it doesn't spoil. That's why honey doesn't spoil, because those two changes, that, the changes that have to be made to it, it's split it in half, turned this into gluconic acid, and dried it out, makes it that it's not hospitable to microorganisms, and mammalia doesn't spoil. So honey is glutonic yeah. acid and... Fructose. And fructose. Yeah, right. Um, I, I don't, it could be that some of it says it's glucose. I'm not sure. Right. So I mean, <laughs> well, that is what honey is. But when you eat honey, you, that's this mixture, this combination of all this stuff together. Can they synthetically then make honey if you know that that's the ingredients of the two? Make honey like a bee would make honey? I have no idea. Okay, I can't imagine, but that it's worthwhile. I mean, oh, bees do it. Right, but the ink of the bee shortage is that they need bees to, to pollinate plants, not that they need bees to make honey. That, that they're it's a separate issue, right, pollinate okay. plants. Okay, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know if anybody tried to make it synthetically. No idea. Okay, uh, Okay. so the Gemara, as you probably know, there's a Gemara says two reasons why honey should be mother. Here we are at the end of the simon about Yotzim and Atame. So the Gemara says, why isn't the Yotzim and Atame? It's coming from a trade animal, from a bee. So the Gemara says, <coughs> the Gemara says two reasons. First reason is, um, that it's not a yotze. Okay? The Gemara says, it doesn't come from the bee's body. The bee just takes in the nectar, spits it back out, almost identical to the way it came in, and so it goes and it's really, so the bee is just transporting the nectar from the, from the plant to someplace else. So that's it. So it's not, it's not a yotze at all. That's the first Gemara's answer. The Gemara's second answer is that it really is a yotze. It really is a yotze. Now, the Gemara doesn't say why it's a yotze. But L'chayr it means is because passing through the bee's body is what makes it eventually change into something else, and somehow that makes it into a yotze. You know, the, the, the being in its body may touch it enough community to it. I'm not really sure why it should be a yotze. The Gemara says it is a yotze. But there's a Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Ach hazer lo yisoyich l'mikol sheretz oif. L'mikol sheretz oif. We make a drasha that there's one yotze from a, a, a bug, which is mutter, from a sheretz oif that's mutter, and that must be that it's honey. Okay? Okay, so now, the Gemara says it's enough community. Nafkamim between them is what we spoke about. What was halachates? What happens if you have devash sirim begizin? What happens if you have devash from a different a different bug? You get honey from a different bug, not from the not from from the bee. There, there's a, I don't I don't know what it means, but there is such a thing called the I don't remember the palus wasp, which makes honey also. Okay, so maybe mm-hmm. maybe it means some, there's some other insect that makes honey. The more says devash sirim begizin. The more knew it was. Talk, well, I, 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 I'm going to talk about that in a second. The more said there was something. The, the Gemara says, I'll talk about that in a second. The Gemara said, the Gemara said something, there's some kind of Dvash Sirigizin, according to the first text of the Gemara, it's mutter, because it doesn't go, the, the, the insect doesn't do anything to it, the insect just, it just pierces through its body. According to the second text of the Gemara, um, it's usher, because the only one thing that's mutter is Dvash from a regular Dvash, but not this special kind of Dvash that's not mutter. Okay? So, the first, the beginning of the Gemara, that Dvash Dvarim is mutter, that was Halacha Ches, says Hani is mutter. Halacha Tes, the Mechab wrote two days. First, he says that it's mutter, and then he says, Vyesh Misha Eiser. Okay, those are the two days in the Gemara. Okay, so the regular rules of the Vyesh Misha Eiser is the second day in the Gemara. It is, it's two days in the Gemara. The Gemara says in Machlaikas, Mosh Anachimina Vashgiz Mitzirin. Mosh says it's Anachimina and Machlaikas Rishonim, which way Pazi. Yeah, but I mean, the Gemara brings two days. If it's really two days in the Gemara, and the Machlaikas, how we Pazi? Of course, so. Well, I'm sorry, I skipped that step. Okay, so, the general rules of how we would read the Shulchan Aruch would be, it's a shachas to read like this is, when the Mechavah says, Bistam, one thing, and then Vyesh Misha, something, so we go like the Stam. Okay, so the Stam here is to say that Tvash Gizim, Gizim, Vitzim is Mutter. Okay, that's how we would read the Shulchan Aruch. The, the, 
the Prichadosh argues, the Prichadosh says that no, really the din is that it's Osir, okay? It's not clear if he thinks that, that the Machaber holds like that, but he says it's Osir, and he's Medayik, the, the Daki Chuba is Medayik, that the Ramah holds it's Osir also, because he says, the Ramah says, the Einon Tzrich and Lachosh is that we don't have to worry about this because we don't have Giz and Tzirin around us anyhow. Now, why would Ramah be saying that altogether? If the Din was at their mother, if the Din is at their mother, why tell us, don't worry about it because we don't have them around in our towns anyhow? I mean, what's the point to tell us that? It's mother anyhow. So if you, if you have it in your town to be mother, if you don't have it, you don't. I mean, why, why are you bothering to tell me that it's Mashma that really the Ramah holds, the Ramah holds that it's Osir? And in fact, um, in Tzitzel Yezer, who we'll talk about soon, Tzitzel Yezer brings that in the Tereshatis, okay, I think he means this, in the Simon of the Tereshatis, that means the, the Ramah has like a, a kitzer at the end of the Tereshatis of what he said, the Ramah only brings the second day. He only brings the second day that Tvashki is in the Tzirin Osir. Okay, so that's a Mashmois that the Ramah really held that it was Osir, which the Taki already had said is a deep when the Ramah said it altogether. Now, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that the, that the Ramah means you should, we pass like the second day for sure. It means is, if we just read the, the Ramah and the Tereshatas, we'd say, the Ramah says we should be machmir for the second day. We're going to see soon that there are cases where the second day is a kula. We don't know yet that the Ramah would hold that it's a kula. In the, in the specific case, should you eat dvash, eating the tzirin, the Ramah says, no, you shouldn't. Maybe he was just saying that l'chumrah, it's a safak derai, so you should be machmer about that. The tzitzel, he wants to say it's even l'kula. Okay, that's what we'll see. He wants to say it even when it comes out to be an afkamim l'kula, which is what we're going to come to. Okay? So it's a shyly how we should pass him. The seemingly we should say that, it's, that the machaber hold that it's mutter and the mawr hold that it's asr. Um, we'll see more about that in a second. Now, I'm going to just tell you something about the dvash, giz, and the The Ramah says they're not around us, and we haven't even included it, but it is. So it really is not around. But I just want to say two things about it. And one is like this. Um, in the Torah, when it mentions the tzira coming to help the Yidin get out of Eretz, get collect, uh, capture Eretz Israel, and most people translate um, tzira as a hornet. Okay, that's how most people think that the word tzira, when the Bereshim says he's going to send the tzira to help chase the guy out, it's right. And so the, it's not translated as a hornet. So Rabbi Aaron showed me um, the other day. He did the other day that now there's a Japanese drink made from made from um, hornet hornet. Excretions? Yes, something from a, a hornet. Um, an amino acid that they find in hornets, it's called VAM, which stands for Vespa Amino As- Acid Mixture. And, and the theory is, well, the hornets have so much energy, and this is what gives them the energy, so if you drink it, it'll give you energy also. Okay? That's, that's the theory. Okay, so now, I, I hard to believe, hard to believe, hard to believe that the VAM is the dvash of the, of the hornet. It didn't sound like that. The, the, the reading of what I read up, it didn't like it was the hormone. Was, yeah, it didn't sound like it was the dvash. But it was interesting, anyhow. And if you could notice, in case anybody wants Vam, look, the company swears that they make it from, they don't get it from Hornets. That it's just the same thing that they have in the Hornets, but they make it artificially. They make it some other way. They don't actually get it from Hornets. Okay. So, so if you want to drink Vam, I don't know. Certifying it? Some other company gives you the real thing. Yeah, if you want the real, real. Certifying it, by the way? We haven't been asked yet to certify it, but you never know. We're not going to talk about it. They put in like one billion to one something. No, no. They can. Yeah, whatever. No, they said it's not the They don't get it from the Hornets. In case you're worried about they don't get it from the Hornets. Worry about Peter or something, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, now the other thing is, the other thing is more, more, uh, more of a shayla, which is the Prichodesh is a kasha. He says, Rashi says in Shabbos that Gizin okay, are a kosher grasshopper. So, Fred the Prichodesh, what's wrong with Dvash Gizin? Gizin are kosher. Okay, Gizin are kosher grasshoppers. So, why do you think that Dvash Gizin should be not kosher? It's Dvash from a kosher animal. 
Okay, so it's it's hardly Darkov wrote B B is a trade, but he's in our kosher. Okay, so the Pichalosh says what they say. Ramosha said, "I'm not prepared." What they say. Ramosha talks about it, and the Prim Gordon talks about it. There's a bunch of people speak about the Shiloh. I'm I'm mentioning it to you. He's in our kosher. So what's wrong? What could be wrong with Vash Gisa? Okay, so I just don't give me that answer from Mills. So I want to remind you that we're going to talk about hey, we're going to talk Hey, there's a machlokes. There's a machlokes whether the yotzei from every every yotzei from a kosher animal is kosher or not. Is it only milk and eggs, or is it everything? Okay, and this is a raya. This is a raya that the yotzei from a kosher animal is straight. Because here we have the yotzei from a kosher animal, and we have a gemara being clear whether it's mutter or Even though it's only a rashi says it's kosher, maybe everybody else holds it's a different animal. Rashi says that it's a kosher animal, and here we're talking about whether it should be kosher or trade, is the implication is that a yotze from a kosher animal is not kosher. We talked about in the whole hey, a machlokas, or basically a shach and a rush, uh, whether it's kosher. Okay, I'm just mentioning for that part. Okay, I mean, again, these are other places to talk about the shayla. It's a prechavosh, and prechavosh, and prechavosh, okay. Now, okay, so now, another nafkimina. So the Gemara had its nafkimina, tvash, giz, and vitir. I'm trying to rush, because we have a lot to say. Okay, the Gemara had a machlokas, about tvash, giz, and vitir. Okay, there's someone in... England, back to the mayor, he works yeah. for the OU. Okay, he came with another Afghanina. Okay, and his Afghanina was there are some, an opposite Afghanina. And his Afghanina was like this there are some bees that instead of collecting, instead of collecting nectar, okay, there's two other kinds of things that they collect that he came up with. One is by the grape harvest, okay, the bees hang around by the grape harvest and the they're hanging around in the garbage, eating all the sugar from the grapes. Okay, so instead of collecting sugar from nectar, from plants, they're collecting sugar from the grape harvest. Well, that grape juice that they're picking up is stamyayin. So they're making honey out of stamyayin instead of out of nectar. So in that case, and, then, and, another, and another case... How do you know results in honey? Tell me the results in honey. Yes, he, he was under the impression that now the second one, but it's more for sure, is honey. The first one you would never know because when you buy that honey, you would know that your bees sure. ate you at the harvest. Okay. But the second, second one is more that people actually buy it specifically for this thing, which is there's there are insects you for sure know they're called aphids. Okay, they're little insects called aphids. Aphids have a secretion that's very sweet. Okay, so and actually there are ants that the way they the way they I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but they, they enslave the aphids. Okay, they keep them under control so they can eat their secretion. Okay, okay. <laughs> but you think the ants have no one to pick on, right? <laughs> so, okay. But there, there, there are bees that they specifically make sure that they eat this sweet aphid secretion. They like keep them controlled, and the honey that they produce has a very special taste to it. Okay, because it's not coming from nectar; it's coming from this aphid secretion. The beekeepers, always right? The beekeepers control their bees to only use on these aphids. However, they do that. I don't know. Christian. Right, to only keep eat that and not eat nectar. And the male produces a special honey that you could buy and specially made from this aphid secretion. What's it called? I'm sorry, I don't remember. I'm sorry, I don't remember what it's called. Okay, so we give a We don't give a hefshir because listen, so I have to say, according to the first terrace of the Gemara, this is going to be usher. The first terrace of the Gemara is that it's not a yotze from the bee. It's only whatever they pick up, that's what they dropped off. So no, this is coming from an aphid. So then it's going to be usher because it's coming from a trace animal. According to the second terrace of the Gemara, that any honey that a bee makes is mutter. I mean, really, is a yotze, but it's mutter. Thank you. It's mutter anyhow. But, Thank you. Like the first terrace of the Gemara, <laughs> first terrace of the Gemara, right? Right. No, it's usher, because it's whatever it came from. So here it came from a bottle, instead of coming from a flower. So it's usher. According to the second terrace of the Gemara, that every honey is mutter, even though it's here, it doesn't make a difference. Honey is mutter, there's a cousin. So this honey is mutter also. Okay. That, that was a backwards nafkamina. Okay? Now, Rabbi Shachta had another nafkamina. Not to get to most of the people here. From a Dr. Chuba. Um, Dr. Chuba says um, that 
the Rakhan Mocha, because, okay, could be, the, the reason why the honey brings the Gemara in the Sukkot is the Teshvacha, yeah, it's a nice Teshvacha. No, it's a Teshvacha. Yeah, but the other Kosh is only in Sukkot. Well, why did they get the Vash? Why did the Gemara not change his mother? Because all the yoyts, this is That's not how the Gemara says it. You could say that. The Gemara doesn't say it. We're going to say it. I'll tell you in a second what the Gemara says. You'll hear in a second. The Gemara has a different Hezbor for why honey is different than other things. You'll hear in a second. Okay. You, you could be. Rabbi Shachta has another Afkamina, um, which is Dr. Yitzhuba brings that um, the Kabbalim don't eat anything that comes from a living thing on days that you say Tachna. Oh, that's rather right. Okay, so the So he says. So he says, according to the according to the first terse of the Gemara, honey is not a yotze from an animal. Right. So therefore, since it's not a yotze from the animal, so kabbalim can eat honey even on days that you say tachanun. Okay, because it's not a yotze from the animal. It's just it's eating you're eating nectar. If it's a yotze, and it's like milk, they won't eat milk or meat on those that they're vegan on days that you say tachanun because. Because I don't, I don't know how people go or whatever. Whatever the reason, I'll pick up all. But according to this, you can eat honey even on days that you say tachon. Okay. So in case anybody here is, has that practice, you can eat honey on days that you say tachon. Okay. Okay. So a little bit about, about retail honey before we move on. Okay. A few little things about retail honey. Uh, <coughs> honey is kosher. Um, there's such a thing as flavored honey. Okay, and of course, flavored honey needs hashgacha because the flavor needs hashgacha. That's obvious. But, 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 lots, but lots of honeys are labeled in a way that sounds like it's flavored, but it's really not. They'll say orange blossom honey. Orange blossom honey doesn't mean it's flavored like orange blossoms. It, it, it's just telling you which plant this bee got its nectar from. It has nothing to do with flavored. It's just a, somehow, and that's supposed to appeal to you that you want that honey versus that one. That's fine. That's our problem. Okay. Now, there's, there's reports every so often about people adulterating honey. Okay. The, the most common thing we hear about is people adulterating with corn. <coughs> so for year-round, it's not negated. It's, it's kosher also. Whether it's honey or not, it's sort of not our issue. Kosher it is, so that's not a problem. For Pesach, we're makbid. We tell people they should get honey with hashgacha because there's concern of adulteration. Hagam, that really, it really doesn't make so much sense from a din perspective because it, you could, you could adulterate it with glucose that's made from chametz. There's such a thing. And maybe if we lived in Europe, that would be more of a chashash. In America, it's come out not that they're getting glucose from chametz. They could be getting glucose like corn syrup, that's kidneys, but then it'd have to be less than 50, more than 50%, which is also not mistaffer. You know, I mean, if you want to adulterate it, I mean, you don't want to sell that's people really carrot syrup. I mean, you want to sell them honey. So with a little carrot syrup, it's like, okay, but kaha, that's what we do. We tell people to not put it. It's not the end of the world. No, I mean, there are no it. And then the last thing is... What? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. And, and, and you got to be sure that the hashkafah is... That, that it's on, it's well, it's the same thing. Okay, that's a good question. I can't, I can't answer that question. Okay, and the last, the last part of this is, is that honey be'etzem does not need... Hashkacha is hashkacha for the hashkacha. No, we have a group of hashkacha. We don't do anything. Hashkacha for honey, we're telling you about hashkacha. Hashkacha for pesa. Yeah, yeah, that's a structure. Well, he said vakafu. Maybe that hashkacha is a group of hashkacha. I always thought they were very well agree, and you don't have to worry. I always thought that when they give hashkacha for pesa, that means that they're... Not necessarily. Okay, and the last thing is that we... The last thing is that we, we, honey, as I mentioned to you, does not need to be pasteurized because it's be'etzim, yeah. it's preserved. Okay, part of the part of the chachma, what the bee does to it, it does it makes it not need to be preserved. Right. Right. However, however, there are companies who taka do pasteurize it, not for the preservation of it, but because it helps to make it more fluid. Actually, that's what Machaber said over here. It just liquefies it, it, it helps it flow through the kalim. So we tell people that so 
it's a small chashash. Maybe they're doing it on kalim that are also being used for other things. So it's not a, a very tremendous chashash. But on the other hand, there's so much honey with hashkacha on it. And come on, every honey you're going to find has hashkacha in here. So we tell people they should buy with hashkacha to avoid this this little shayla that they could be. I'm pretty sure they all heat it up. Everybody heat it up. Does everybody heat it up? Yeah, I think everybody okay. Okay. You know the raw honey that you get? Yeah. It's something you get, yeah, supposedly raw honey. Even that, they got to heat it up. Just to get into the bottle. How do they get the honey out of those beehives? I have no idea. Okay. Now they get this. Okay. And actually, they get to, it actually is negate in two things I'm talking about. I'm not going to mention it. Okay. Okay. The next thing is, there's a big deal on, a big issue people speak about. There's something else that bees produce. We have a few other bee products to talk about. That's what we have left. Um, it's called royal jelly. Okay. Royal jelly um, is this. I don't have a picture for you, I'm sorry. Um, but it does not look like honey. It's a creamier color to it. Um, it doesn't taste sweet like honey does. It, it actually tastes pretty awful. Uh, and they make it, bees um, secrete it in order that they feed it to some of the larvae eat it. In particular, the, 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 the bee that's designated to become the queen bee, okay, she eats it. And the male is called royal jelly because it's, it's what's fed to the royal bee. So that that comes so that comes that is not <laughs> it does not come long it, it does not come oh, we're there. it does not come like honey does okay so 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 therefore so Rabbi Shaftah says according to the first side of the Gemara according to the first side of the Gemara it's for Shorasa because the first, first side of the Gemara is that it's something not made from a bee they just transported it well this that's not what this is okay that's not going to be with her. Rabbi Shachter says, even according to the second terms of the Gemara, Pasha says that he says it should be also, also because the Gemara says, the Gemara says, um, the, the Gemara says, it's not that everything that comes from a bee is mutter. That's not what the Gemara says. The Gemara says the Joshua is that everything that doesn't have um, a shame levi is what's mutter. So, honey doesn't have a shame levi. It's just called honey. As opposed to, let's say, Dvash Gizin, it's called Dvash Gizin. It's not called Dvash Plain. It has some other name, some other name that helps explain what it is. So anything that's not just called straight honey is what's also. So Dvash No, no, no. But if you use the word honey, everybody knows you mean honey from bee. You could, you could be more specific and say, Dvash... Is it really date honey? What do you say? Is what date honey? Yeah, yeah, but but the word, but when you want to talk about honey from a bee, you don't say dvash right? I, I know that even the term calls it not like that. The word dvash generically just means honey from bee. And if you want to say dvash from gizin, you have to say dvash gizin, or you have to call it vam, or whatever, you have to give it some kind of a name to it. You can't just call it dvash gizin. And therefore, royal jelly is not called honey either. So even though it comes from the bee, but it's not coming from the, it's not called the honey that comes from the bee, he says it has a shame of it. Then we would call it honey. Correct. Or or, okay. Now, the Titzel Yezra has a long chew of tar. Because it's any different than cold? It's very different. No, it's very different. It's not the same thing Bukhal. It doesn't doesn't look the same and doesn't taste the same. What is it, what is it used for? But, um, this, you know, people think that has medicinal value. There is a Hashem that give it to royal jelly. So what's the Tzad to be moderate? I just, I'm, I'm trying to tell you. Right, I, I, I was leading you into it. You, okay. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> so, moving you along, Rabbi. So the Titzel Yezra has a long chew of to say that he thinks it's moderate. Okay. Oh. A long term, say this, but okay. So people who do that are saying because of him. Okay. So he says two things. He, well, he, his header is sort of based on two. I'm going to break into two parts. The first is he goes on for uh, maybe a page to tell you that he's convinced that the Allah is like the second day of the Gemara. 
Not we said beforehand that can, that the Mahabi seems possible like the first day and just a yeesh me so the second day for a bomb that should be Mahabir. Yeah, the Ramah. But and we said the Ramah is the Ramah is being saying like the second day. He says no the Ramah is saying that we pass like the second day. Now he wants to say even Lakula. In our case, it's Lakula. He wants to say that he brings other writers from all kinds of other people that the is really like the second day of the Gemara. Okay, so he says the first day of the Gemara. I don't care about it. Not the Ramos being Mahabir. I just don't care about the first day of the Gemara. So the royal child doesn't bother me. He says now, but the second part he has to say is uh, why would the second day of the Gemara be make about the royal child also? Okay, so he has a few different reasons. Okay, so one is he says is well, um, the way it was described to him is that it, it tastes so disgusting that it's. Maybe even not Royal Achila. Maybe it's not Royal Achila. But at least, it's Pirsha. Remember, something that comes out of an animal is only also if it's a Yaitzi from the animal. If it's a Pirsha, then it's going to be Mutter. So he says, at least, it's a Pirsha. Okay? So, Rabbi Shachter said that, listen, he says, you know, we fed it to somebody. They fed it to Jim. I don't know if they did to Jim. They gave it to a guy, and, and they gave it to a guy to taste. And he said, yeah, it didn't taste great, but it didn't taste horrible either. Okay? So now, that, that was enough to explain why it's not, not Royal Achila. It is Royal Achila. But whether it, that makes it not Pirsha, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Maybe it's already not edible enough. It, it's described as having a bitter taste. And even the guy who Rabbi Shakti gave it to said he tasted it, and it tasted not very good. It, was, it had a bitter taste, but it wasn't horrible. So, can that it's enough to qualify as Pirsha? Okay, but that's, Pirsha is the reason, then, it doesn't matter which kind of Sikh Gemara you're you going to. Right, right, there's nothing again. If this is Pirsha, then we're going to go to both. Right, according to everything, it'll be both. Right, that's correct. Right, you're right. So, since he didn't need that, he could have said, even according to the... Right. Okay, second is, second is, um, Rabbi Blech says this, Rabbi <laughs> Blech has a long, a couple of pages to explain why he thinks it's motor, and, and Tzitzilas brings it also, the Rabbeinu Gerishim says that shame Levi, when the Gemara says, anything with a shame Levi is usher, shame Levi, the way Rabbeinu Gerishim implies is that it has to have the name of the animal in it. So, Dvash Gizin, it's also because it has it, the description of the thing is includes the name of the trace animal that, that it comes from. But if it doesn't include the name of the trace animal that it comes from, that's not considered to have a shame levi, and it's just considered to be a plain name. Okay? So we have a, a, a question here, how to understand the word shame levi. Okay? So Rabbi to that said, he says, first of all, it's not the Pashas. Okay? Your abrogation sounds like that. The Pashas says that, that most other people do not learn like that. Shame levi just means that it needs something, a more descriptive name. It's not a generic name, it's more descriptive. And royal jelly is surely more descriptive than just honey. It's something that has to give you some kind of extra background. Okay? And second, he says, he says, he says well, I think it's called royal jelly. It's called royal jelly because royal describes that it comes from the, that's fed to a bee. Okay, so in, implied in the yeah, name, I don't know what it was called. That, that's true. So he's not, he's not, he's ignoring that. He's ignoring they that. They that. Better to the what did you say? Well, they have. Well, they have. They no. Who, who is, who, nobody would eat such a thing. It doesn't taste good. People only eat honey. So, the sh- the, it is I know it existed in the world, but they didn't know how to harvest it. I don't know. Okay, we spoke about it. We, you should know, we actually spoke back then. I was just listening. Listen, Oppenheimer was piping in about this. That really for these dinim, Rabbi Shachter himself says this, is that you have to think about what it was called back then. Okay, and not only do we have no way of knowing what they called it, but no one even knows if there even is a word in Russian Kaddish for this. Right? I mean, what, we're not, what word is there to describe it? We even spoke about it then, that the word Dvash Gizin might not even be the way we speak about Russian Kaddish. It's that could be Russian Kaddish, there is no word to describe that thing. So we call it, the honey that comes from Gizin is a, is a, a description, not a, like, not a name of the thing. It's just, there is no name in Russian Kaddish. They didn't have that. They don't have names for microwaves in Russian Kaddish either. You know? So we have to just make up a name that sort of fits for it. But it's not an inherent name to it. Okay. So anyhow, Rabbi Shach, the way Rabbi Shachta said is Mukubo, most people say like that, that royal jelly is not kosher, and uh, Yankee's friends who give hashkafa to it, um, we don't accept it.
we, we don't so what have the question. point of making it the fact that it's called royal because they feed it to the queen bee and, and the male so the name includes within it a reference to the trace animal no, so you say it's called Dvash Gizin, so it has Gizin in it. That's where it comes from, but here it's, here it's where it's going to, but it's, it's referencing the fact that it's related to bees. So even according to maybe this is considered Shem Levi. It's not exactly Shem, because there the Dvash is where it comes that come from a trade animal. Here, the point is that it's in the service of trade animals. But it's not Dvash for the Kod Dvash We don't say that because of the Dvash Dvash Tvarim that makes it into Shem Levi. Dvash means that's the normal shame. Okay. Okay, next. Some other things. Some simpler things. Okay, there's something called beeswax. Okay, beeswax is what they make the honeycombs out of. Okay, again, also nobody thought of eating it until recently. Um, and honeycombs. Need need honeycombs cereal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so um, neither of the gemara are going to work because it's it's the, the bees make it from their body. They have a, a gland that produces this wax. Okay, they have a, a gland. Neither swords and gemara are going to work for that. But. Um, is, I'm going to show you in a second a bunch of rise that it is mother, and the reason, before we get to the rise that it is mother, the assumption is the reason why it's mother is because um, it's considered Persia. Okay? It's not edible. Waxes are not edible. Um, so it's considered a Persia from the animal. So it's not a Yerit animal because it's a Persia. Okay? So there's somebody, I, I mentioned his name before, Rebjorn Robinson, um, uh, he lives in Queens. Um, at the time, I don't know what he does now, at the time he was a, a, a professor um, who did, who voluntarily did some work for the OU. He had an interest in cautious things. So he was looking into this, um, to this child. So he, he, I'm going to tell you three of the rides that he brought that it's mother. Not why. Why is Lachar because it's Persia. But three rides he did, just this is interesting. Okay. The first is, um, the Magna Ram says that when you do B'dikas Hamads, instead of doing B'dikas Hamads with a, many people make candles out of animal fat, he says don't do B'dikas Hamads with an animal fat candle because it will drip on your kalim and it will make them trafe. He says, instead, you should use a beeswax candle. When you go around doing your bidikas chamas, you should make your candle out of beeswax instead of out of um, fat. animal fat. Okay, so I'm saying the implication, of course, is that it was mutter. Okay, that, that, the, whole, the whole point he's trying to make is that, it, that you're allowed to eat it, so to speak. You know? He never dreamt of anybody eating it, but he, it's because it's so partial that it was mutter. Okay, okay the, 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 there's, a, there's a shiloh whether you're allowed to use treif, Things in Hanukkah candles. We let it make your Hanukkah candles out of this tree. And there are those who hold that it's usher. Uh, and there are, more, there are more mentions, but that they used to make candles out of beeswax. The Hanukkah candles were made out of beeswax. Okay, and last is. Um, no, maybe there are more is making about the issue. Okay, so it's the other way around. Shlomo Kluger says he's not allowed to. How would he read what the Ramah says? How, how is he going to justify that you have to have kosher candles when the Ramah says you're not? So you can just argue on the Ramah. Right, okay, so derive it from there. Say derive how you want it. Okay, <coughs> okay. The, the, the Ram says um, that you use beeswax in the making of the Yoyfet film. Okay, we spoke about also at the beginning of the simon, Pasha says that though everything you use in making the Yoy has to be kosher. Okay, it, we spoke about it, whether it does or doesn't. Um, but Pasha said it has to be Menamotah uh, Bifiha. And he, yet he says you should use Yoy in the Yoy has beeswax and has shaman. Okay. Anyhow, so we assume that it's kosher. Nowadays, they use it to coat candies and um, make them shiny, put them on fruit. Um, there's even extracts that are made for flavors out of it. So we assume that it's kosher. We assume that it's Persian. Okay, that's the, the reason why we assume why it's mutter. Good <coughs> Persian. The sprinkles get that too? That's fine. That, that everybody uses that. Yeah, people don't use the confectioner's clays. Which is what? We spoke, we did speak about it. I must have missed that one. No, you just, okay. No, no. Okay, next. Okay. 
Uh, a few other little things that bees make. Okay, bees collect pollen. Okay, that's really their task. Is to collect pollen. They have this something called a pollen basket. Um, the pollen that you collect from the bees is 100% motor. That mom is not even a shy living yoytze. It's just stuck onto their body. Um, that's for sure. Um, just comes from the outside. That's motor. Some, some bees will mix pollen together with nectar and then to make something called bee bread. Okay? Other people call that ambrosia. Uh, and they feed that to some of their larvae. Eat this bee bread. So it's pollen mixed with, what did I say? Nectar. nectar. Okay, both of those are mutter. Pollen and nectar are both mutter. Um, so that's fine. Okay, that's also mutter. Okay, there are people eating all these things now. Oh, ambrosia? Yeah, some people call them ambrosia. Okay, yeah. and then bees, 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 bees also collect resins from plants. Okay, and they use the resin. A resin is like something that it's exuded by the plants. Okay, like, like saps from certain plants. And they collect it. They mix it with beeswax. And they use it as a sealant for the beehive. Okay, part of that. Different I have no idea if it's going to fix mm-hmm. But bees use it, and it's called bee propolis. Okay? And that's a mixture of these resins that it collects from plants together with beeswax, uh, which are both kosher. Okay? Okay, the beeswax is yeah. fine. The resin is also kosher. Um, they, th- they drop in a little... Some people think that they drop in a little saliva also. I mean, we know by honey that they drop in saliva, and that's mother, presumably because it's bottle. Um, for this also, so that's fine. Bee propolis is also kosher. It also might be not really like Okay? But it's... You're laughing. Okay? And last, to remind you, we spoke about some time ago, um, there are people who use bees or bee extract in homeopathic remedies. Okay, we spoke about them, mm-hmm. and together with that is um, that Rabbi Heber tells us that they use bee venom in some medicinal items. Also, we see venom, venom, like the, the thing is that, that makes the sting. Uh, and we spoke about them whether venoms. I don't know if you remember this. We spoke about them whether venoms are really not royal heal or not. Okay, if they're not royal achil, then of course it would be mutter. Um, it's for sure, it's a, it's a, it's a yaitif from the animal. The question is, is it not royal achil and it's a pirsha? Um, we spoke about that also.